I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the program. Lori Rubinson here with you. The Jets uh, pound the Chicago Bears 31 to 10. Of course, the big story of the of the day on Sunday, um, really in the NFL, is the New York Jets and their new starting quarterback, Mike White. To talk about the Jets and the game, we bring in Connor Hughes, NFL insider from SNY. Hey, Connor, how are you? I'm doing well, Lori. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. Um, let's just put some maybe speculation to rest, or you can help me with this. Is I've seen some people, whether that's uh, on social media and others who are who are kind of implying somehow that this Mike White starting at quarterback for the Jets is a week-to-week thing. Is it safe to say after this, is he now the Jets starting quarterback for the rest of the season unless, you know, he loses a job due to injury or, I don't know, is it three bad games in a row or prolonged, whatever? But can we just say this is not a week-to-week thing for people? I saw people waiting for Robert Sala almost to uh, proclaim him the, the starter for next week. No, well, he, he is going to start next week. I mean, that that that's a hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you that there's there's no way that Zach Wilson's starting uh, starting next week against the Vikings for the Jets. But the way that I look at this one is that I, I don't think that Mike White is the Jets' unquestioned, no doubt, uh, starting quarterback for the rest of the year yet. That's not the case. I think when the Jets made this switch from Zach Wilson to Mike White. I think they did it basically and gave Mike White a three-game audition, or they did this in a a three-game increment, where they were going to give Mike the game against the the Chicago Bears, which just happened on Sunday. They were going to give him the Vikings, and they were going to give him the Bills, and then they were going to reassess the situation. Uh, I think that everyone and their uncle kind of assumed that the Jets were going to beat the Bears, especially after uh, Justin Fields was ruled out. So you can kind of take that game and say, I don't think anyone expected Mike White, to, Mike White to play as well as he did, but you can chalk that one off. The next two games are going to be very, very telling. If Mike White goes out and beats both the Vikings and Bills, I think you'll have Robert Sala either after that game or on Wednesday state that he is this team's starting quarterback moving forward. Uh, if Mike splits the games against the Vikings and Bills, I think you will still have that being said moving forward. However, if these next two games, Mike White goes out there and just kind of completely implodes and throws you know, three interceptions a game and the Jets get blown out both the games and Mike White just looks completely out of place, I think that game coming out of the Bills game against the Detroit Lions, that's the reinsertion point for Zach Wilson where the Jets could potentially go back to him because then you've got the, the Lions, then you've got the Jaguars in a short week, two games against two opponents that aren't really that good before you go 
into your final two games of the season uh, on the road in Seattle, which is going to be a tough one, and then on the road in Miami, which is going to be another tough one potentially with the playoffs on the line. But if Mike White can get through these next two games after beating the Bears, playing well, steal one of them or both of them, he will be named the team's starting quarterback the rest of the way. Yeah, you you intimated before something about um, this performance, which is, I mean, look, we all saw what our eyes told us, which is that Mike White played very well. The Jets' offense played very well with him in at quarterback. 22 of 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. We saw all of that. We see that. Um, How much of this is that he played exceptionally well, and how much of this is that the Bears team at this point is one of the worst in the league? Uh, I I honestly would take it option Z, and that's you have and look, Mike White, I mean, I made a number of calls over to to players that that I'm close with within the Jets locker room, coaches, uh, front office guys that just got asked. You know, what, what are you guys expecting of Mike White? And and the best scouting report that I got on him, as we can take, talk about him as a person and why this team is so absolutely head over heels in love with him in terms of his teammates. But from a football perspective, the way that it was described to me by several people was that he is a guy who is just so unbelievably self-aware in that he not only knows what he does very well on a football field, but he knows exactly what he cannot do, and he understands his physical limitations as a quarterback. And what that allows him to do is he takes the field, and he has a complete and total understanding of Mike LaFleur's offense, and he basically goes out there and he just plays within the structure of the offense. He throws it to the guy that is open. He doesn't try to do too much, and if the guy isn't open, if his first and second read aren't open, then he checks the ball down. That's what he does. And if you listen to the type of quarterback or the type of style of play that I'm describing with Mike White right now, it should sound pretty familiar to if you ever hear Kyle Shanahan or anyone analyze the San Francisco 49ers offense and what they say about Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Zach Wilson has more talent in his pinky finger than Mike White has in his entire right arm. But it doesn't matter because what Mike White can do that Zach Wilson cannot do is he's raised that floor. He's basically that, you know, that rancher house where you know exactly what you're going to get with him. He's going to play within the structure. And the type of play that Mike White is doing is exactly the type of quarterback play the Jets are looking for because they believe they have the playmakers around them that are going to get open. And if you can put the ball in their hands, they're going to make plays. And they have a defense that's playing like not a top five not a top three level, but like one of the one or two best defenses in the entire NFL. So the Jets believe they can win games with their playmakers. They can win games with their defense. They just need a quarterback that puts the ball in their hands and doesn't make the back-breaking mistake. Mike White can do that. Zach Wilson, to this point, has not shown an ability to do that. So we we often you know hear the term game manager thrown around. A lot of what you're describing, and in some ways we think of Jimmy Garoppolo, game manager – how you mentioned Mike White raising the floor and that you can win games with him. And right now the Jets are in playoff position. So you can win games and get to the playoffs. Do you think, I, I know it's hard, we haven't seen that much of Mike White, but can how you, know, can you win playoff games with, with Mike White and with that game manager style? No, I mean, that's the thing is, is that, I mean, you kind of you kind of coined it there is, is, you know, the Jets can win games because of Mike White. I, I don't know if that's it. I think that it's more that the Jets won't lose games because of Mike White. That's why they made the switch here at quarterback. Like, 
made, like they basically, Robert Sala basically told us on Wednesday, Zach Wilson was a, a detriment to the Jets' offense. You know, they they were losing games because of him. They weren't even getting that confident mm-hmm. baseline of quarterback play. He was costing them games. They went to Mike White because they knew he was going to manage it. He was going to make the throws that they were there, and he wasn't going to be the reason that they lose. And the reason that the Jets would win games, they're going to be Garrett Wilson turning a 25-yard catch into a 56-yard touchdown. Uh, Elijah Moore turning a 19-yard catch into a 42-yard gain. The defense, uh, you know, pitching a basically a shutout against the New England Patriots a couple weeks ago or here, little sluggish start, but then really turning it on after that first quarter against the Chicago Bears, you know, once they had uh, that stop on third and one uh, going east to west in the end zone. So I think that's what they see from Zach, uh, from, from, uh, from Mike White. Now, can they win playoff games with him? I don't know. I mean, I think they can win a playoff game or I think they can win a playoff game because of their defense. I think they can win a playoff game because of, of the players around Mike White. As far as Mike White being the future of this team, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Right. Yeah. But I don't think the Jets' long-term answer or uh, franchise quarterback, quote-unquote, I don't think he's on the roster right now. Uh, that's probably going to be someone they look to acquire in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about the play on the field, self-awareness, knowing his strengths and weaknesses, Mike White. The thing that struck me most in the very short uh, time he, he started for the Jets last season was um, just how beloved he was as a teammate to you know, the rest of the Jets players. And when you look at, you know, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Obviously, I think he was liked by his teammates, at, you know, for most of his tenure with the Ravens. And, um, you know, we know Zach Wilson, Mike White. What is it? Why does it seem like his teammates just respond to this guy? And I don't mean on the field. I mean kind of off the field, on on the field, all of it. Yeah, so I actually talked to two players this week about it, uh, two who are currently with the Jets, and then I talked to another one who's, who's no longer on the team but played uh, played with Mike White last year and then a portion of the uh, – was with the Jets for a little bit this year. Uh, and the way this was described to me – is that, well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. He is absolutely beloved within the locker room, and, and he's one of those guys that captivates people and brings people together. And, and I asked that. You know, I, was like, I was like, what what about this guy? Is he turning water to wine? Like, is he walking on water? Like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the deal with him, right? I mean, and, and the way that it was described to me, and, and this was, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but basically the same thing was said to me by three different people, is that he is just the most authentic and genuine person within that locker room. And, and the, the, the scene that was painted to me, like the analogy that was given, is that if you are having a one-on-one conversation with Mike White, the only person that Mike White cares about in that conversation is you. His focus is not on him. His focus is not on his personal life. His focus is not on what his stats will look like or what he can possibly do or how, how what he can do, you know, what you can do to help him. The only thing that he is focused on is you and how he can help you in your personal life or how he can help you on the field, or how he can help you off the field. That is all he cares about. When he's talking to you, he's engaged with you, he's invested in you. There's no outside agenda. There's no outside goal. The only thing he cares about is the person that he's engaging with. And that type of personality has the tendency to resonate throughout the locker room, activate a locker room, and bring guys together. That's why you saw it on uh, Fox, uh, Fox mm-hmm. yeah. game, if I'm not mistaken, and, and Pam Oliver yeah. was interviewing Mike White after the game, and you saw about five or six of his teammates mm-hmm. just mugging him in the middle of 
guys that genuinely like each other, and it's just different with him. And this isn't a criticism of Zach Wilson. This isn't a criticism of anyone else on the roster. It's just a highlight and a, and a stamp of approval and just giving credit where credit is due that this is just who Mike White is as a person. You know, another quarterback that was like this uh, pretty much everywhere he went, whether it was Philadelphia, uh, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Jacksonville with Nick Foles, where he was just a guy. He, wasn't all, he was never the most physically gifted player. He certainly wasn't the best quarterback on the field at, at well, it's not for the Super Bowl, but I mean, at any real point in time, he was never a franchise quarterback, but he was just somebody that whatever locker room he was in, people loved him. Josh McCown, another one. Just wherever locker room he was in, he was authentic and genuine, and people loved him. That's who Mike White is. Josh McCown Hughes about uh, the Jets. And, Connor, one other um, just aspect of this quarterback change uh, for the Jets that I wanted to get into with with you about is um, head coach Robert Sala. And what did this decision and process show you about the Jets head coach? How hard is it to move away from? I know Jets fans have been clamoring, you know, bench Zach Wilson, bench Zach Wilson. How hard is it for an organization to bench the number two overall draft pick? Uh, it, it, It told me he's got guts. And uh, it told me that he's got brass, and it, it, it told me that, that he's the right man for the job. Because the situation that was, you know, for all of last year and the first eight or nine weeks of this season, priority number one, two, and three for the Jets were Zach, was, was Zach Wilson and, and doing whatever they could to make Zach Wilson a franchise quarterback. For so many general managers who draft the quarterback top five, for so many coaches that are on the staff to draft the quarterback top five, you almost hitch yourself to that wagon, you hitch yourself to that ship, and you're either going to sail into the port or you're going to go down with that player. The Jets roster around Zach Wilson, the receivers, the tight ends, the offensive line, the running game, the, the entire defense, like I said, is playing at a, at a top one, two level in the league right now. They have matured at such an unexpected rate that the Jets have gone from a developing team to a win-now team. And, and what they were was they were a win-now team all around the quarterback and a slow-developing quarterback that was undeniably holding the team back, which is what Robert Sala said on Wednesday. It is You cannot undersell how hard of a decision it is for the head coach to take the guy who was drafted second overall last year, has only 20 career starts under his belt, and have the wherewithal and the self-awareness of his team to say, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for the team not what's best for Zach Wilson, and put him on the bench to try to win football games. I don't think there are very many coaches around the NFL that would make this decision or do this, but he was willing to do it. And I think that is a message that is felt and will resonate throughout the entire locker room because every single one of the other players on this team now knows that Robert Sala has their back and he is doing whatever it takes to help this team win football games, and the magnitude of that cannot be undersold. Yeah, the person I think it also says a lot about is actually general manager Joe Douglas because I think there are head coaches who might want to do this, but the general manager who drafted that quarterback, number two overall, has to also have comfort enough in his own skin to say to his head coach, like, yeah, you got to do the, the right thing is for this whole team. And it is a positive reflection on Joe Judge that the rest of the roster arrived early. Um, they've built an awful lot of talent. Um you know, curious also, 
Which receiver, we saw Elijah Moore obviously show up on Sunday, but which receiver or tight end, who of the playmakers um, benefit the most from a Mike White uh, quarterback style? Well, I, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just a competent quarterback style, right? I mean, the, the Jets had a quarterback two weeks ago who went 9-22 of for 77 yards in a four-quarter football game uh, and, and kind of pointed to the wind, the wind as to why he struggled. And now you have a quarterback in Mike White who played in a torrential downpour for 60 minutes and completed 78% of his passes for 300-plus yards, three touchdowns, and had a quarterback rating over 149. I mean, everyone who catches passes is benefiting from this. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Conklin, Uzama. Uh, the running game, which which was finally able to get going mm-hmm. in large part because of the passing game, right? Robert Sala said that after the game. As Mike White was starting to really cook, the Bears had to go to a cover two to try to slow down the passing game, which is what was able to get Bam Knight and Ty Johnson and, and Michael Carter before his injury to get those guys going was because the Bears had to go to a cover two and couldn't pack the box. So this is wholesale. Everyone, there's not one person that feels that the entire team feels this one. You mentioned uh, Zonovan Bam Knight, and yeah. he uh, he of the 14 carries, 69 yards, Three, uh, you know, three catches, thirty-four yards, and the Jets back to sort of playing the guys who the meritocracy. But what else does it say? I was surprised James Robinson was a healthy scratch. They just traded for him. What you know? Where has Bam Knight been hiding, and and why was he suddenly in there and able to provide such juice for this offense? Jets wanted a little. Jets wanted fresh legs. Uh, they wanted a little pop, and, and obviously we didn't get a chance to see Bam Knight too much. You know, running behind a, a starting caliber offense line in the preseason, he was working mostly with the third and fourth team. But uh, I think what you saw was a guy that he honestly reminded me. I don't know if you, you remember him. Uh, the Cowboys used to have a running back named Marion Barber. And sure. Early in, early in Marion Barber's career, uh, I remember watching him. I mean, I was young, I was a kid, but. I remember watching him, and I just remember him hitting the hole so hard that, that he, got the, he got the ball, and I remember him going from where he got the handoff to the line of scrimmage and beyond, and, like, it was like the car that goes 60, you know, zero to 60 in, like, a second and a half. Like, you just, like, he just hit the hole quick. And what Robert Sala said after the game is they were just looking for a back that was a one-cut runner, would put his foot in the ground, find the hole, and get up the field. And I think he's fresh because he hasn't, he hasn't played to this point. He's got that acceleration. He's got that juice. He's got that hunger because he's young, and you can tell that that kind of it, it got the uh, it got the run game going. Yeah, and I, you mentioned Marion Barber. One of the things that I think he was known for, also it, with that toughness, is being a yeah. um, even stronger in the fourth quarter at the end of a yeah. game when, it, when another team yeah. just doesn't want to take those hits. And I think that was also a good way that second half heavy running out of Ty Johnson and uh, Bam Knight. By the end, the I think the the Bears team just didn't want any more of that. Um, look, it was a great day for the Jets, and for one day, Mike White certainly um, played a, a fantastic football game and game manager in the best possible sense. We'll see where the Jets go from here. Um, I like the interesting with the three-game timeline, and we'll see. Um, what happens in the next couple of games. But uh, Connor Hughes um, from SNY should be following him on social and um, as an NFL insider on SNY. Thanks for the time. We'll catch up with you soon. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.